It's been over a month since the Saints have signed Derek Carr, but in that span, it seems like the contract the team's given him is looking a little bit more reasonable today than it did back in March. Let's talk about that on the Straight Up Saints podcast. And also a rookie quarterback who could potentially come to New Orleans. Maybe, maybe not. Let's discuss who it is right here. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. And this podcast is sponsored by the Birdsall Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boo Crew Media. They're located at 918 Porges Street by the Superdome. And you can give them a call at 504-523-5413 and make sure to mention that we sent you guys there. Birdsall Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media. Media. So back in March, the Saints signed Derek Carr to a contract that was technically the real, the full numbers for year 150 with 100 of that guaranteed. But in reality, when people started digging into the contract, it's more so like two years 70 and three year 100. And that last year is one of those where, like, look, if Derek Carr is not playing well, he's never going to see the light of day for that fourth year. That being said, let's not go project into what happens in 2025 and 2026. Let's just talk about the now. And right now, all I can say with the current quarterback landscape where these players are getting, uh, you know, massive contract extensions, and a lot of them are rightfully deserved, you look at Derek Carr's contract, and of course it comes with the caveat of saying, like, he's not an elite quarterback. So this isn't me asking, acting like the Saints have an elite quarterback on a cheaper salary. No, they're paying Derek Carr as, like, that second-tier type of quarterback, right? Because you have your first tiers, right, with Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. And honestly, I think Mahomes almost belongs in a tier by himself. That's how good he is. But then you start to look at that second tier of quarterbacks where you're looking at guys like a Dak Prescott, like a Kirk Cousins, like a Jared Goff, like a Derek Carr. And it's like, well, what was the salary for those guys? And the salary was kind of flirting around that $30 million. And if you look at the real numbers of Derek Carr's deal, it's kind of like $33 million. But let's say, let's go with the number, right? Let's go with the $37.5 million number that people would give if Derek Carr, if we were using the the 150 divided by the four. I think you look at his numbers right now, it's a pretty good contract. And what I mean by that is Derek Carr is making less money than Matthew Stafford, less money than Dak Prescott. And look, I actually think those guys are better than Derek Carr, obviously. So, yes, he should be making less. But in the grand scheme of things, when a quarterback like that becomes a free agent, you almost kind of think he'll leapfrog them, right? In the in the hierarchy of quarterback salaries, he did not do that. So I, I think that's obviously a, a positive for the Saints. Now there are some quarterbacks that you're like, okay, I, I mean, are they better than Derek Carr? I don't know, but they're getting paid more than him. And the first one's Daniel Jones, who I can definitively say is not better than Derek Carr. And if you want to say he is, riddle me this. How come Daniel Jones has one decent season and people are ready to say that's who he is and he's actually even better, yet Derek Carr finally has a pretty rough season and it's like, well, that's who Derek Carr is. He's not good. So Josh McDaniels doesn't get any blame. Brian Dable doesn't get any credit. Makes no sense. The two are correlated with everything there. So Daniel Jones making more. Then Derek Carr is a little nuts to me, but he is. That makes that deal look even better. How about guys like Russell Wilson? $48 million average salary. Russell Wilson's had a way better career than Derek Carr. That's not the dispute here. I actually think Russell Wilson's bad year has made people kind of have revisionist history, but in a stupid way. Like, let's not try to diminish what Russell Wilson's done in Seattle 
because he had a terrible year in Denver. That being said, Russell Wilson at his best is obviously better than Derek Carr at his best, but the difference in salaries, $11 million more for Russell Wilson, I don't know. That's that's kind of hard for me to stomach. Like I, I think Russell Wilson, when he is on his game, is definitely better than Derek Carr. Is he $11 million better than him? I don't know. He sure as hell ain't you know $11 million better than him now, and that's where the discrepancy comes in. Uh, even guys like Deshaun Watson, who almost you know was in the Saints' arms last year, they were a team that were vying for him, forty-six million dollars a year. Don't get me wrong, hell of a talent, but we got to see like can he get back to what he was? He was out of the game for two years. And while I say this right now, and and Derek Carr has the eleventh highest quarterback salary, this doesn't factor in Lamar Jackson getting a new deal, and he should soon. This doesn't factor in Joe Burrow getting a new contract, Lord knows what that's going to look like. This doesn't factor in a personal favorite of mine, Justin Herbert, who will get a new contract. So those are three other guys that will leapfrog Derek Carr. And before the dust settles and everything's over, Derek Carr will probably be like the 14th or 15th highest paid quarterback in the league. And I think that's exactly where he should be. And now when people say, well, then how is this deal looking great to you, Chris, if you're saying he's exactly where he should be? When quarterbacks hit the free agency market, especially ones that are respectable, they usually, usually get deals that don't warrant what they actually are. Uh, Think of Brock Osweiler. I mean, I think he got like a four-year, $72 million deal when he left Denver the first time and went to, I believe, Houston, and he stunk. He absolutely stunk, And and that's a quarterback who hasn't done anything in his career in terms of proving it. And it's not just him. Uh, Even think of Jimmy Garoppolo when he first hit free agency after the Niners traded for him. I believe he got five-year, $137 million. That's a hell of a lot of money. Now, don't get me wrong. Jimmy Garoppolo has proven to be a respectable quarterback when he's healthy, but that was a lot of money. So when Derek Carr hits free agency, you almost kind of close your eyes and be like, man, does he hit $40 million? Does it get over $40 million? And like I said, the real numbers, what matters to the Saints, it's really three-year 100, which makes it, $33.3 million a year. And if I went by that number, by the way, guys, if I went by 33.3, he'd be the 14th highest paid quarterback today, which means when Lamar, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow all pass him, he dropped to 17th. And I don't think there's 17 quarter, 16 quarterbacks better than Derek Carr. I still think there's 10. I don't think there's 16 though. So for me, I look at that contract and I think it's a pretty reasonable deal. And I think part of it is, you're also getting a quarterback who did come off a rough year. And for some people, that think they think that's an indictment of, of who Derek Carr is. And some of you might think that is who Derek Carr is. And that's fine if you think that. But you guys know where I stand on this side of the fence. And it's I think Derek Carr is much better than he's shown in uh, Vegas last season. And I don't think he's ever going to be elite. But I think he's good enough when the pieces around him are good enough. And we've kind of seen that before with the Raiders. The two years that they played complimentary football, they did make the playoffs. And unfortunately, the first time he made the playoffs, he was a borderline MVP candidate, and then he breaks his leg. So we'll see what happens with Derek Carr. In no way, shape, or form am I saying the deal is a bargain. No way am I saying this deal is a steal of the century. What I'm telling you today, in April, on April 19th, on this Wednesday, I am telling you that Derek Carr's contract looks really good relative to all the outside factors that I told you, QB market shooting up, him hitting free agency, people overpaying all the time, the fact that the Saints haven't had a quarterback since losing Drew Brees to retirement. 
for them not to go completely broke on that deal was the first win. But now as you see other quarterbacks start to move that number up, I like the deal. I like the deal an awful lot. And there's quarterbacks that I didn't mention that are kind of in that range with uh, uh, Derek Carr who might leapfrog him soon. Like Dak Prescott's going to get a new deal. He'll probably leapfrog him even more, even though he's already ahead of him. Kirk Cousins, he's in the final year of his contract. You don't think a team would pay for Kirk Cousins next year when he hits free agency? If he hits free agency, spoiler alert, they would. So that'd be another quarterback who would leapfrog Derek Carr. And I actually think those two are better than him. So again, you're arguing over where you're ranking a guy. But I really, really do like this contract for Derek Carr. And I'm fascinated now to see. It's all about how he plays. If he plays like he can play, then we start talking about how real, like, legitimately real good deal the Saints cut themselves with Derek Carr. But for now, on paper, it looks really good. And I am am very encouraged by that. And I think now it's about the draft and how the Saints can get more complimentary pieces in this building so they can do what they're supposed to do next season. And that's win a division title. Now, before I wrap things up, I said there's a rookie quarterback that could be coming to New Orleans. And I didn't mean that definitively, but let's talk about it real quick. Dorian Thompson-Robinson from UCLA. He's visiting with the Saints today, according to Jordan Schultz of The Score. Look, say whatever you want about DTR. You don't have to like his game. All I know for him is he improved almost every single year at UCLA. And let's go look at the numbers real quick and why I feel that is true. All right? You want to talk about his rating? That went up. His passer efficiency rating. Best of his career was this past season. His completion percentage, best of his career this past season, went all the way up to 69.6%. And we're talking about a guy who finished his career in the 63.3 mark. So it's not a terrible mark. Uh, it's, it's a guy who you talk about being in the 50s when he started his career. And then the last three years of his UCLA stint, the worst completion percentage he had was 62.2. So completion percentage went up for him. Passing touchdowns, the most of his career with 27. Uh, interceptions went up a little bit at 10 but nothing to really get worried about. How about his rushing yards? Yards per carry, 5.5, second best mark of his five-year stint. 645 rushing yards was the highest of his UCLA, UCLA career. And then 12 touchdowns on the ground. I don't get too caught up in rushing touchdowns. I mean, that that sometimes can get inflated. But the fact that the rushing yards are up, the passing yards were way up, 700, 700 plus from the season before. I think he's an intriguing prospect. I don't know if he fits the Saints, though, because there are two problems. With Dorian. The first one is he's already 23 years old. You know, by the time he gets to play, is he 25? Like, wh- what happens there? The second is I don't know if he's the type of quarterback that this same staff can perfectly develop. I, I think Dorian Thompson Robinson makes a lot of sense for teams like the 49ers who want another quarterback in that building, maybe a team like the Seahawks where you could let Geno do his thing, have a guy waiting in the wings. Th- those type of teams make a lot of sense. I don't know if the Saints make a ton of sense for him. Because I don't know if the perfect landing spot for him. But what I do know about DTR is he got better every single year at UCLA. Now, you can argue you don't love the system he runs with Chip Kelly. That's up to your discretion whether or not and how you feel about him as a head coach. But he's not going to go top two rounds. I don't even think he goes third round. So, look, if it's day three and the Saints have gotten a lot of work done and they addressed running back and they addressed defensive line and they added another offensive guard, why not? If you if you like the player. Now, we'll see how the visit goes. That'll be pretty telling. But I, I think for New Orleans, I like that they're keeping their options open. You know, they've met with Hendon Hooker in this process. They're being diligent about it. Signing Derek Carr never meant you shouldn't look at quarterbacks. If anything, you should always be looking at quarterbacks, unless your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, whatever. But 
I still don't believe the Saints are going to draft a quarterback. I just don't. I think, which I've said before, don't love the issues at D-line. I think that they could use another offensive guard. They can use another pass catcher. They sure as hell should be taking advantage of the running back market. And look, if they're going to get a UCLA guy, Zach Charbonnet right there at running back, is the type of player, you throw him in the Saints offense, I think week one he would make a difference. And that would be the type of guy that I'd love to see the Saints go after if we're going for a UCLA prospect in this year's draft. But anyway, Saints visiting with DTR. We'll see how that visit goes, if it leads to anything. Could just be nothing. Maybe it's something. We'll keep our eye out on that. But that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. As always, guys, make sure to subscribe to Boo Crew Media's YouTube page for more content like this. The draft is officially eight days away, which means you guys can get ready for a lot of talk about who the Saints draft, how they fit the scheme, what's going on. We'll have all that coverage here at Boo Crew Media and on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for Boo Dat Nation.